I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Isotope and Native Instruments have teamed up to create the start-to-finish bundle that home recording guitar nerds have been waiting for. Plus, you, dear listener, get an extra 10% off with guitar nerds by using discount code NERDS10 at the checkout on isotope.com. From the creative spark to the final touch, their new bundles include pretty much everything you could possibly need, which is great because it's far too easy to sink hundreds of pounds and a big chunk of your time into just picking up random plugins. The music production suite 4.1 and Complete 13 bundle contains over 30 intelligent mixing, mastering and repair plugins, 65 premium instruments, 20 plus expansions and over 35,000 sounds. And if that's a bit basic for you, they've also bundled Music Production Suite 4.1 with Complete 13 Ultimate, which gives you everything that makes Complete 13 incredible, plus a colossal library of added synths, sampled instruments and effects. 115 plus premium instruments and effects, 39 native instruments expansions and over 65,000 sounds. It sounds like a lot. It is. It's very good, very comprehensive. And as we've come to expect from Isotope, it's very good value. If you're looking to get into home recording, I cannot recommend it more highly. And if you're already into home recording, it it really is the one-stop shop for making what you do sound better. This podcast is entirely treated and produced using Isotope plugins, and Native Instruments have been responsible for almost every synth or sample you've heard on our Guitar Nerds jingles. Check out their great new bundles on isotope.com or follow links in the description of this podcast and use discount code NERDS10 at the checkout for 10% off anything in the Isotope arsenal. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Brands, and joined this week by Matt Knight. Hello, Mr. Joe. I'm drinking a beer. You're drinking a beer? Hello, Mr. Matt. I am drinking um, a Bloom London Dry Gin miniature because I went to a wedding on the weekend and they had all these little (laughs) gin miniatures out on the tables and people just weren't taking them. So when I left, I took... A few. Seven hundred. <laughs> no, as many as I could fit in my suit jacket pockets. But, uh, but yeah, that's, <laughs> Just uh, so that's happened, I bought my big pockets today. <laughs> that's um, right. That's why I wear a large jacket to all wedding <laughs> occasions. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I uh, I am drinking a Brewdog Planet Pale Ale, an easy pale ale. Um, but I've recently got into... Uh, Double dry hopped beers. Oh, no, that uh, sounds very American. I'm not sure I can great. get into it's that. great. Um, and at the weekend, I enjoyed many flavoured gins. Did you? Um, I did. I had a pineapple gin, 
and I had a black cherry gin. They're good for a bit of fun, but I wouldn't make it my regular drink. No. Um, no. Although I do like a gin. Um, I yeah, like flavor. the simplicity of a London dry gin. You know, it's just you can drink a lot of them and they're very tasty. As soon as you've True. got, you know, like pineapple or what's the other one? Dark cherry? Yeah. You, they they just become a bit like a a squash at that point. And then it's an aperitif, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I must admit, just a, just a regular gin tonic. It's got to have the right tonic, though, Joe. You know, See, people say this. There's a, there's a big movement at the moment towards, like, Fever Tree, and there are a few other brands, aren't there, that are doing this. A London Essential or something like that? I can't remember what they're called. But there's a big movement towards the uh, the posher tonics, lots of Mediterranean tonics. Elderflower tonic is, is uh, certainly big. Once again, I just like an Indian dry tonic. Um, uh, yes, absolutely, a nice Fever Tree um Indian tonic is is going to be nicer than you know I don't know like a co-op own brand diet Indian tonic, but <laughs> nonetheless I have absolutely no problem with an affordable tonic as long as it's not from a gun you know at a bar like I would like it in a in a bar <laughs> ideally, but... tonic gun yeah um, yeah it's um I just just a, I think it's the thing things getting expensive Joe yeah, you know that's just true. drink the gin straight. Or just have the tonic. Yeah. <laughs> One or the other. Mix it in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> steal a bit of someone's tonic. Right. Steal a right. bit of gin. That's you know. great, that's great. Um, well, anyway, anyway, welcome, welcome, dear listener. It's the 38th episode in, in season three of the Guitar Nerds podcast. I think this week it's going to end up being a little bit Headily, um, because in news of the week, we've got quite a few interesting pedal releases. PRS, um, Victory teams up with Thorpey. That's very exciting. And then, uh, Matt, you wanted to talk about a couple of the digital delay releases from a few mm. companies. Uh, so we've got we've got all all that to go. Um, dear listener. Also, excitingly, um, you know, I've been working with KMA Machines uh, recently, the German effects pedal brand. And today, as we're recording it, this podcast, Monday, the, the 3rd of October, KMA have just released a giveaway for the Chief Disruptor on Instagram. So it's KMA underscore audio underscore machines very long handle there for instagram you find it if you just search kma you know pedals or whatever on instagram um there's a really simple sort of way to enter off of an instagram post you've just got to uh you've just got to like name your favorite fuzz guitarist and then at someone else that's uh that's the whole shebang and uh, we're going to pick someone at random in a couple of weeks. We're letting this competition run for a couple of weeks. But KMA are giving away the Chief Disruptor, which is a very, very... Now, they call it a fundamental fuzz distortion because they love giving their effects weird names. What it is, is a complex big muff. That's actually what the pedal is. So it's... Uh, and I mean, it's, it's a wonderful pedal. I spend a lot of time with their, their Logan Transcend Drive because it's very, it's like a medium to low gain drive, very articulate, works great on bass, works great on guitar, works great on synths. Like it, it's kind of like plugging into a valve amp. It's sort of that kind of thing. It just makes everything lovely and gritty. 
And because I love the drive tone on that, maybe I play the Chief Disruptor a little bit less, but the Chief Disruptor is absolutely fantastic. And it's kind of solved a lot of things for me that are problems maybe with the Big Muff. I mean, just straight off the bat, you've got EQ, you've got like lows and highs and a separate foot switch that introduces like a mid cut or boost and a mid frequency control is great because you can kind of make it a sort of a cocked fuzz or you can amplify that sort of scooped thing that um that mm. big muffs have i think uh, yeah that's um that's the thing isn't it and that's why you know you get pedals like the angry angry rhubarb yeah, yeah the angry the, rhubarb the which was, yeah. which kind of you know allows you to have a gain sound that you want but then dial an eq that's perhaps going to cut through the mix or sit somewhere different in a mix or in a band situation and ultimately the problem with a big muff unless you're jay mascus and you've got three amps and you're just super loud is realistically you know there is a bit of that mid cut and you will ultimately kind of drop out a little bit so i think it's really nice to have that kind of circuit and go actually you know what here's the gain sound here's the sound you like but you know bedroom sounds different to live you know that more than uh than me joe but yeah ultimately (laughs) it's sort of uh what sounds good at home on volume two is going to sound very different to something, you know, when you're going out and playing in a band. Exactly. Exactly. But like the chief disruptor has got loads of little things that deal with that. They've popped a clean blend in, which, which immediately means this is a great big muff for bass as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but also great again, just for making sure your fundamentals are still there on, on guitar as well. It's really useful. And then it's like three different voicings. So they've done like, they called them tight, vintage and heavy, but what they are, they're, they're based on three, uh, big muffs that Enrico owns. Basically each one's voiced after one or the other. Um, oh, that's cool. I, yeah. I can't remember whether, what was the one that's not called a big muff? The, 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 um, Damn, I can't remember. Not called a big muff. Well, it is, but it's more common, like the red. Uh, yeah, no, no graphic Matt? fuzz. The what? Graphic fuzz? No, no, no. It's 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 probably is a big muff type, but it's called the red army. Red army is that? What ah, it's remember that? Yes. Yeah, so there was a, um, I think a specific. I think there was a specific one that they did at one point, which was a big muff, but it was made in Russia. Um, I'm going to have a look, man. <laughs> Types yeah, sorry, on, the on the internet. <laughs> uh, no, so there was a JH pedal, JHS pedal called the Crimson. Then there was a Russian Big Muff. Mike Matthews' Red Army Overdrive was That's indeed yeah. a Big Muff, which I believe came out at some point probably between... The yeah, so this was a made in Russian one. I think it probably came out before Electroharmonics came back after they went bankrupt. I, I see. imagine um, because effectively, yeah, Electroharmonics went bankrupt. Then they started doing the circuits in Russia, and then they decided to re-release them and come back in America. So yeah, the Mike Matthews, very odd-looking pedal, um, basically exactly the same, named as a distortion. Yeah, volume tone distortion, Red Army Overdrive made in russia very cool. very cool very cool but yes that's one of the voicings i can't remember what the other two are um but they're great they're tight vintage and heavy so you can which is more helpful than naming the type of of big muff i guess one, one of the other <laughs> weird things yeah. one of the other weird things on the chief disruptor is there's an expression uh input for you to control the mids manually so you can sweep them on an expression pedal i think that's kind of cool um yeah. i guess um 
there, do you remember uh, Moog? Moog um, remember did a. They did the Mini Fuga series, oh, and yeah. there was a Mini Fuga drive that had. Um, uh, it was a filter-based overdrive that employs a Moog ladder filter, and um, it was FET, FET, they say, FET amplifiers and classic OTAs, but effectively had a... Oh, those classic OTAs. Expression, a, an expression pedal input, so you could... Um, yeah, it was kind of like a cocked wah that you could then... You, a wah that you could effectively sweep, which was kind mm. of cool. Very cool. Um, but yeah, I like that, because again, nice and just adds a nice you know different thing to your, your regular garden overdrive doesn't it yeah or distortion that, that, or is, Big that is exactly it and that that seems to be enrico from um kma that's kind of his vibe he's always thinking of like how how can this be used that it's not being used right now like he doesn't try and overcomplicate things too much like he does as we're going to talk about later sort of the evolution of digital screens in effects pedals he doesn't go in for that sort of thing but he does pack on a fair few controls. If you think there are three toggles, uh, four mini switches, and three, uh, th- sorry, four mini rotaries and three larger rotaries on the Chief Disruptor, as well as two foot switches crammed into a pedal, not that much wider than a boss, and top mounted mm. jack. So it's probably actually the same pedal board footprint as a boss. Um, you know, that's that's a, it's a relatively right, okay, uh, yeah, a, yeah. a lot of controls. Um, but uh, but yes, it's very good, and you can easily win it, dear listener. So uh, I, I think I might be choosing the winner. So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> thanks, Joe. I will enjoy my KMA Chief Disruptor. Excellent, wonderful, wonderful. Um, but actually, I tell you what, this week before we, you know, we're gonna go off and uh, we're gonna talk about some pedals thing. We're gonna talk about what's in the watch list. Oh, I tell you what, I haven't done yet, Matt. We, we've uh, got a whole bunch of questions on the facebook group so in the patreon episode of guitar nerds we're going to be answering a bunch we figured we'd do a load of like mini questions this week we've quick fire round yeah well it won't be yes that sort of thing but um but like ty allen's asked you know he wants to make a really simple pedal board what are some of the best single knob pedals um um uh, uh, Chris Patel has asked, uh, what's the best, most expensive gear that just can't be substituted by cheaper import stuff? So that's an interesting question. Uh, you know, what what things maybe haven't been copied to perfection when we're living in a time where, you know, you can get a jet Telecaster for sub 300 quid and it's <laughs> it's hard to beat. Um, uh, we, we've got a whole bunch of other stuff like the Casper um, uh, uh, Soderlund's asking about the future of digital effects on pedal boards. Um, uh, we've got um, uh, Thomas Adelgren's uh, talking about the possibility of, of whether we need to have like pedal teachers in real life and on uh, the internet a little bit more as he finds as pedals are getting more complicated he's buying pedals that he just can't get to grips with because of how complicated they are um that's kind of an interesting point and and we've got a whole bunch of others i think mark um his al kadawaki has asked about um you know the well more more statement saying that amps are more important to shaping tone than guitars yet we rarely change our amps and we all buy a lot of guitars and we spend a lot of money on on guitars you know it's uh, probably the thing that we change the most i guess 
out of our setup. So, and a, and a whole bunch of others. So we're going to see what we get through. We're going to answer as many of those as possible. Um, but before we do, Matt, you uh, you helped me out this week. You sent me some things that I'd been um, uh, really excited to try. They were the the Roland Dual Cube, the uh, the LX series, and the base uh, one, which is also I think called the LX series. They're really good. They're really good. And I, I sent you a little video, Matt, that I made of them because. The great thing about them is because they've got like that cab sim line out on the back, I was running them into a Roland Go mixer, which was which you can interface directly with your iPhone. So it was just plugged straight into my iPhone. And that was giving me cab sims on my iPhone. So I could film a little video of me playing on my iPhone without getting a computer, a DAW, any mastering, editing, anything else involved. It was straight up an awesome direct signal onto my phone and it sounded great ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, there you go. Joe, I solved your problem. As always, <laughs> uh, one correction, though. It's not Roland. It's Boss. You know, oh, get they it right. are boss. Sorry, they yes, are they're boss. Branded, well, you know, they do say boss on the front, Joe. So if you'd have yes, missed sorry. that, yeah, who knows? I'm literally looking at one right now. And I, You're I, literally I looking at it right that. now. Yeah, I think, um, you know, this is a... I mean, the Cube amps have been around for ages and they've always been incredibly, incredibly popular. I mean, I've got a microcube and it's amazing. Great little grab and go portable amplifier. Obviously you see most people out there busking with a cube street or a cube street EX, you know, effectively the original and probably biggest selling busking amp ever. Is that the wedge uh, one? That's the wedge one. Yeah. Right. That is the wedge one. And uh, yeah, no, we had uh, before that, you know, we've had the biggest one of kind of the 2000s, I guess, was the Cube 10, 20, 40, 60, 80, 120. Um, 80, famously, I think, still used by Robert Smith of The Cure. I think he yeah. still has two Cube 80s. Only his says um, Cure instead of Cube. He's had the B change. Ah, yes. Damn him. Uh, <laughs> no, that's fine. He's allowed to. So... Um, you know, and I think again they were they were like the precursors, I guess, to Katana. Very different amp, but the cubes have always been really rugged, really solid, really simple to use. You know, just a bunch of a kind of like a little mini utility belt for for as a guitar player. And what I love about the dual cube is that there's so many great features on it that there's no one like person is going to use everything. But if there's a specific thing you need to do, it's on there. So, for example, as you said, it's stereo line out. 
um, which is great, you know, if you want to go straight into an interface via cables or into something like a phone if you're shooting stuff on the go. You can use USB if you want to, you know, edit. Uh, you want to use it as an interface. So it's got, you know, stereo signal in and reamping in it, which is amazing. So a great little kind of device for just getting some good sounds, you know, recorded very, you know, quick and easily. The the thing that I love for me is that I can't always use my big amps at home if I'm using my per- pedal board. And we've put a stereo amp in or a stereo line uh, guitar in. You set it to stereo in on the amp settings, and then you've got the option to turn on or off the preamp. So if you turn off the preamps, uh, you can basically just use it as a stereo guitar amp. Uh, oh, sorry, if you turn on the um, preamps, you can use it just as a stereo guitar amp for stereo pedal boards if you're going to practice. Or you can turn them off, and then you can use them effectively, kind of like a full-range monitor, if you're going to use something like a GT1000 or a Helix or a Quad Cortex. You can then use it as a stereo monitor, which is really cool for that. So it just works completely flat, no amps, no effects. And the great thing with that is, is then if you've got a sound that you like, you know, you can go stereo out and record it. So I think that's that's kind of really cool. I like the fact that you can, you know, it's got headphones, you can stream Bluetooth to it effects you know all of those things that you would expect from a really good amp but super solid and actually a really good stereo sound i don't know how loud you've turned it up joe but i found that there was just so so much volume for something that effectively is like two five watt speakers yeah well absolutely actually emma came in when i was um giving the 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 dual cube lx the first sort of run through that i'd had a proper mess around and it was just you know i put on a bunch of tremolo the spring reverb i was using the the vox style uh preamp that was on there i had it sort of pegged quite loud and and she came in because she thought i was playing through one of my larger amps she was like oh, it sounds great in here and i was like it's, it's this and she couldn't you know she couldn't believe it it sounded really high quality but i think yeah for me the the, the thing is that there's been so much uh there's been there are so many things I can do with this. The sort of it's surprising. The fact is, it's just a great practice amp. But the way I'm going to use it is, yeah, I can thanks to the Go Mixer and the line out, I can actually run it into my phone. That's wonderful. I know you can use it as an interface, but actually for me, the way I found I'm using it, and Matt, you've spoken to struggling with this before, but it's not always it's not always so easy to get a feel for your guitar st- sound if you're mm. recording direct mm. into an interface and you're using a plugin. The great thing about this is I can run the line out into my interface, so I'm still recording straight into my computer, but because I've got that the more guitar amp sounding guitar amp in the room as well, I'm dialing my preferences into the room sound and getting something very, very similar going straight into my DAW. I know that's not new. I know the Katana did that. Lots of things do that. But the fact that I have this in this very small, very compact footprint is incredibly useful. Um, so that that's ap- absolutely how I'm using it. It's kind of um, replacing uh, the positive grid spark for me and being something that's just easy to control that I can effortlessly go oh i've got this thing to try out whether it's a pedal or a guitar or i just want to record something quickly and it's a guaranteed good sound that i can record immediately and here in the room so yeah i think um for me like before when i've done a couple of things for you joe obviously using a go mixer 
it's sort of like oh, you've got a mic up an amp or you need something with a like ha- doing stuff really quickly and i and i just yeah. like the fact that you know you just get a good mic'd cab sound straight out of the box and you know for instagram stuff it's great you know and there's some people that like shooting instagram content with the dslrs and going into logic and amp modeling and all of that and i'm just like can't be bothered with all of that this this is the thing now i'll, I'll still certainly for some videos that i make i'll i'll go for the longer format thing but and i know dear listeners this is only speaking to a a fraction of people that might take creating demos on social media platforms seriously i realize that that's something that i guess i do that not a lot of regular guitarists do so this isn't necessarily something you need but the fact is that social media is super fluid and it's changing all the time so you're you're wasting your time if you spend too long trying to perfect something that's uh, that's being you know pumped out on instagram this makes it very easy to make something that sounds good without having to have too much effort um yeah for that reason i'm totally in also a, bu- a whole bunch of our listeners you know whenever i talk about plugins or anything like that there is there's a little bit of kickback about how complicated things can be and you know of course there's the sort there's the the fakeness i think of plugins people still don't like or or just Mm, having mm. to have a two grand computer and and getting your head around you know recording software and 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 things like that this is just a very very easy thing to use just to get a bass recorded sound down like a, a basic recorded sound without without any fuss without any fuss dear listener basically yeah. i really like it yeah i think that's the thing isn't it it's as you say no fuss great practice amp just plug in and play really yeah. and you know of course people are gonna be like oh well you know you work for boss you're gonna say that but i, I to that i say <laughs> go and try one just go and try one you know i think for us uh, you know for the engineers we custom design all the speakers all the boxes everything is done for a reason and they sound really loud they sound really open they've got a great stereo sound to them so even just to have something under your desk grab and go take it somewhere like they're they're really really solid really yeah. solid um, i i understand why you haven't but i wish there there'd been a um um a metronome on the guitar one because there is on the bass one and it's great um, yeah just i think like, um like a bit of simple jamming i find i just find those sorts of things really useful and it's a basic drum machine as well so it's got your sort of standard list of genres and things like that i just i like mm. doing that to bass it just makes you a better bass player playing along to something um yeah but I and appreciate I think, well, it's probably less needed for guitar yeah but i think that's why as an option you know you can add in the um the bluetooth oh, of course, adapter yeah. and then obviously you can stream music and stuff like that as well because yeah like you're right just playing a, a long to music does make you a a better player i think it does you know it just opens up what you can do a bit more in learning songs you know they're the, they're the things that make a difference realistically mm. yeah absolutely well yeah so there it is there it is i really liked it and uh, today actually i plugged in the um I plugged in my flight Stratocaster ukulele, you know, with the humbucker yes. and the bridge. Plugged that into the KMA Chief Disruptor, big my fuzz, and ran that into the Boss Dual Cube LX on uh, what do you call the heaviest app? Is it called Extreme or something? Uh, it's not yes, a bad ex- name. Extreme. Yeah. At least it's not insane, but yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's called Extreme. So I had that. Put a bunch of delay on it and was. Uh, making weird screaming noises um 
with the guitar. Uh, <laughs> Intra tiny out. I, yeah, I put that out on Instagram um, today. I don't, I don't think any of it was was very good playing, but I had a lot of fun making those weird noises. I know I was yeah, having I- a great time making those weird noises because it was during the working day. My office is just across the hallway from my partner Emma's, and at one point I heard her go, oh, and slam her door. So I must have been being loud and annoying. So that's <laughs> classic yeah I've, I've had that many times and i think that's why everyone needs a small portable lit lamp like a dual <laughs> cube so they can practice to their heart's content at not much volume but get a good sound and that's ultimately the thing is you know i've got some great amps here but when you start cranking those down you know you do lose a bit of the feel and a bit of the character and actually it's kind of nice to have something smaller that you can turn up that gives you a big beefy sound you know absolutely absolutely they are very good dear listener i strongly recommend looking into them if you want a practice amp now again before we uh, go into pedals um just before that let's uh, take a look at what's in our watch list this week matt i think it's me this week who's uh... it's you this week i've had less chance to watch things ah. um but uh, yeah it's your week joe take it away oh. Yeah, so I'm going through a real Gibson kick at the moment. I blame last week where we looked on their website at all the different things. I've also been talking to some of the people at Gibson recently and I'm very excited about things at the moment that that they're doing. And so I'm like, uh, you know what? I don't own a Gibson at the moment. Not what? I don't have any Gibsons at all i don't even have any gibson imitation stuff at the moment like no grecos or bernies or anything like that i have one epiphone eb1 bass which they're uh, sort of um violin they're solid violin bass um and and other than that i've got nothing so i've got a massive hankering for something gibson but i've owned a lot of gibsons i've owned just you know I've owned everything they do. Well, not everything they do. No, no, but, you know, I've owned a lot of their shapes. I've never owned any of their extreme shapes, however. So I was like, I wonder if that's something I could get into. And I started looking into, I want to spend a lot of money, flying Vs. And I discovered a flying V made in 2012 that I think there's something at the back of my head that's going, don't you remember these, Joe? You were working at GAC when they happened, but the the Joe at the front of my head's going, I really don't remember these at all, but they must have existed. (laughs) The Gibson Melody Maker Flying V, released in 2012 in satin finishes. Um, This one, I think the one that I found on Reverb, I think has been modified um, to have uh, like a JB mini humbucker in a in a single pickup housing in the neck position and then a humbucker in the bridge with just one of those single wraparounds you know the wraparounds that have got the uh um uh they've got the things cut into the top of them as well oh the the they're um adjustable like tunematics so the saddles it's actually got saddles resting in escapes me the wraparound yes exactly um which which are great. That sort of thing works really well. I remember um, because the guitarist in Polymath, Tim, often plays in SG Junior. He has the the same thing. What those what having the wraparound bridge with saddles cut into the means is your action is going to be insanely high. 
Um, but it's nonetheless cool. So what could be better? Satin white, black scratch plate, flying V, 555 pounds. This is extraordinarily cool. I agree. I actually think this is awesome. Those Melody Makers were wicked guitars. They were much cheaper when they launched, which goes to show. Oh, were they? I think so. I'm sure these were. Own, I'm sure these were like. I want to say like two nine nine, three nine nine for an American-made Gibson. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't like nine 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 or anything like that. Maybe right. four nine nine. Maybe it's about the same price that they were new, which is fair enough. I also thought that the guy was taking, or person, should I say, um, was taking a picture on against a wall, but actually it's just a very purple carpet. <laughs> this is cool. This is, uh, I was from a distance, I was like, well, it's a purple wall. And I'm like, no, no, no. The first carpet. shot is a wall. The rest oh, the, of the first shot is a wall. And then- they have a matching purple wall and purple carpet, which is... Excellent. You think that's excellent? excellent. Okay, all right um well i don't i personally don't think it's excellent but i was uh you know good for them good for them good for you timmy's trinkets just a volume control and a uh and a three-way pickup selector but the pickup selector is like a mini little like a little switch like i wondered if that is that definitely a pickup selector or is that a uh oh yeah mini switch for selection i wasn't sure if it was like a coil tap for the humbucker but it's got a damasio super distortion and a damasio chopper in it which is yeah it's very cool i i you know the cool thing about these is like they were super simple super stripped back they felt really cool i like the little almost like it feels like a, like a mini headstock on those they just were like good beginners gibsons but actually were also really good, like, modding platforms. I can't believe I didn't buy one at the time. Yeah, you don't really see much of those anymore. I was just having a look at the... um, Not the Epiphone one, the guitar ones. Yeah, so there's a few up at the moment, like 800, 700... What do you mean, guitar ones? uh, Les Paul, sorry. Oh, right. I was trying to think of... The word Les Paul escaped me. (laughs) Um... So, yeah, the single-cut satin Melody Makers. I remember selling one to Gary Moore, actually. I think he bought one at one point. And the Les Paul, the single-cut, was really cool with the one um, single coil in the uh, bridge with the wraparound, but that didn't have the adjustable saddles. No. Well, I think all of those are modifications. I've actually found a gorgeous, because they were like, uh, they were mahogany and finished with a satin finish, but it's those... Uh, the, those light finishes, dear listener, that like sit into the wood, so you still get the wood grain there. Um, mm. there there's a gorgeous that black one of those going for five nine nine um, on uh, on eBay at the moment. Oh, why why didn't I buy all of the twenty twelve Melody Makers when they came out? Uh, why didn't we buy all the guitars like ten years ago? And not even for value, just for just sheer coolness. Um, there was just some great stuff. Just some great oddities at that point, which uh, yeah, I wish we'd uh, we'd picked up at the time. Uh, certainly, those melody makers were very cool. I think did they do an SG as well. Did yeah, they do I'm a sure melody make melody maker SG um, solid guitar fandom. These wiki pages. Um, <laughs> oh no, this is an original one from 1959. Uh, which is very cool, but it looks like a uh, like Guitar Hero like uh. controller. Yeah, two thousand and eleven. 
they were roughly in 2012 they went down to 449 to 499 dollars and then right. were being cleared out at 399 Ugh, in 2011 why? don't think thinking? they were particularly popular at the time and they've doubled in value in those 10 years and now an uh, epiphone joan jet is like 800 quid i know it's crazy isn't it so quartzorn mahogany neck set construction uh, wow this this website really knows their stuff franklin type bond 50 glue um <laughs> Baked maple, that was it, baked maple fretboards. That's what you want. Um, Oh, yes, I remember that because I remember at the time this being, like it being almost something we had to avoid in uh, like discussion with customers. Like try not to mention the baked maple board on a Gibson. Everyone didn't like that. Um, So, yeah, and they did those in satin white, satin ebony, satin blue. Um. Yeah, so there was must have been a Melody Maker, a Flying V, and a uh, Les Paul Jr. And then Ugh. the next guitar it's recommended to me, which is one of the ones I regret not buying, which was the Frank Zappa Signature SG that they did in 2013. Oh, my God. It was a run, but 400 units. They didn't, they didn't survive. Most of them snapped. Yes, because R1 had snapped as well. When I was at GAC, we had one that had a snapped headstock. Because of the weird um, neck, but it was because of the specific cut on the neck on that one. That that model was just very snappy. Mm, but that was very cool. I love the pickups in that. And you had a lot of cool... You had two Super 57 humbuckers, oh. uh, which had, min- it had a mini toggle for phase and a mini toggle for coil split, as well as your normal... Uh, two volume two tone pickup selector so a lot of awesome options Ugh. and i'm just a massive fan of uh he just is. a massive fan of frank zab zappa zabba zappa <laughs> um but yeah no i am with you on that joe should have should have jumped it was like the firebird discussion last week on the patreon um we should have uh we should have bought them when we had the chance the like those one. yeah yeah <sighs> What a guitar, the one that got away. However, I would say that those are the kind of guitars that will turn up in uh, small little guitar stores here and there where they sort of don't know what they got, they sort of have. Because because they were only bought by Bonamassa fans, I assume. And and then then they end up on a a wall somewhere. They never really get sold. so that's you know that's why you've got to go in every music shop you ever see, right? Yeah, because you never know what they're going to have in there. Um, you know, I think a lot of the big guitar shops know what they've got, but some of the smaller ones, not always, not always. Although everyone's got the internet now, so everyone's an expert, I guess, aren't they? That's, that's true. Gonna gonna the uh, the days of um, of cash converters massively underpricing everything. Yeah, actually, What's no, this? they still you've got do f- that. <laughs> You've got a 59 Les Paul <laughs> for 399. They did have, I, I think it was, um, we were talking about it a, a long time ago now, Joe, but I remember on cash converters, because I do check cash converters every yeah. now and then. Cash converters for American listeners is the equivalent of, I guess, a pawn shop. Yeah. Um, 
They had a 1959p base at one point for like 12 grand. I Do you remember I that? And it was, like, and it was so rogue. Like, yeah. who... Who took their their fifty nine p base to cash converters? Yeah, um, yeah. There was um, a, around that time there was like a sixties Vox AC thirty that had turned up that was yes. epically underpriced. They wanted like five hundred quid for it. It was very beat up, and I re- I did consider it like very strongly, but it was quite far away, and I would have had to have bought blind. And you know, mm, it, it mm. just it it looked quite damaged on the top. I didn't know what condition everything was going to be on the inside, but yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with not having made that purchase. Sometimes you just got to let these things go, mm. but most of the time you must buy them. Well, that's it. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always the. So it's just when you see something too good to be true, you're like. Hmm. Well, that's why I, I'm still, you know, surprised that you haven't yet taken the plunge on that. Um, uh, the uh, 59 Penguin Relic. Oh, yeah. Shell pink. Um, yeah, so Gak uh, sent an email around the other day just being like, here's new in. And they've got a, yeah, Gretsch Masterbuilt Stevenson Relic Pink Penguin. Oh, Basically, goodness. you know, the the dream the dream guitar i mean i'd love a penguin full stop um get it it's uh, just it's seven four nine nine dear listener seven four nine nine and i know a pound is in a lot of moolah american listeners this is probably the cheapest time you'll be able to buy this it's a good shout is in the toilet get get this get this guitar matt get this and buy it for me come on there must be one super rich guitar nerds listener out there he's listened for years (laughs) and he's like you know what matt's cried for long enough yeah. Here's his Christmas present. Screw go. Joe. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to buy this guitar for Mr. Knight. You could get yeah, it for finance available. Pounds a month. Yeah, for for life. Uh, <laughs> no, it's like four years. And then I like the fact that there's a tab that says upgrades. When you upgrade to this other master built Gretsch, they've <laughs> also got one in. Um, it's black paisley it's which awful. is pretty a black paisley. yeah i i wouldn't i wouldn't go for that but the pink penguin does look that looks banging what i, I gotta say that is the dream that yeah, is it's, the dream it's you in guitar form i feel like i'm looking at your face when i look at this picture of this uh, yeah yeah anyone uh go to gak.co.uk check it out buy it put yeah. me out of my misery matt what, um, what is your opinion on paisley your genuine opinion. I don't mean like, um, you know, you don't have to be objective. Oh, wait, you well, own a pink Paisley Strat. Well, I own a pink Paisley you? Strat. <laughs> um, For a second, I forgot. I was like, what is your uh, opinion on Paisley? What is your opinion on Paisley? Well, I think it's pretty good, Joe, to be honest. <laughs> but just pink, black- you just like pink pa- Paisley. You don't like yeah, blue black flower Paisley. and you don't like black Paisley. No, blue flower's kind of cool. I mean, I wish I had the matching blue flower Strat. Right. Or telly. But that would be more to have 88. the set. Yeah, that would be more to have the set. Um, I did like... Did I or didn't I? Did I? The Paisley Fenders they did. Do you remember they did like Paisley Princeton? They did yeah. a Blue Flower Princeton and a Paisley Princeton. I'm sure yeah. they were both Princetons. Yeah. But the good thing was they were wood cabinets with the pop, proper foil undercoat and everything. So I don't like the... Uh, like you get Gibsons or Epiphones rather with the photo flame rather than a maple cap. And they can look a bit 
fake. They're not fake because it's just a really, really thin bit of flame maple, but it sort of almost doesn't look right. Do you know what I mean? Um, And then when you get paisley that's not got the foil undercoat, it looks more just like a print. So that's why I think if you go go paisley, you've got to go all out. And actually, I was talking to... uh, Good friend Paul from the wonderful YouTube channel, The Studio Rats, and he's been playing a what I can only assume is a master-built semi-hollow strat in Paisley with two P90s, Um, which is just... Yeah, it's absolutely bonkers, but it just sounds... uh, It sounds amazing. Uh, Fender master-built... Paisley Strat with P90s. I don't know where it... I've got a feeling that may have come from Gek at some point, maybe. It was on Reverb. I found a Reverb listing for it here. Um, Gek are super good at getting weird custom things in. No, that That is a real... Yeah. You know, obviously you were choosing a lot of those when you were in charge, but I think that's something... Yeah, that's I was choosing always... all the best ones. <laughs> all the best ones. Yeah, Paisley F-Hole Strat. Yeah. Um, looks like they were made about 2018. That's the only one I've ever seen, but damn, sounds good. It sounds good. Yeah, I've never never, never quite been for me, the, the Paisley. Um, but, you know, I can appreciate it objectively. I, I definitely would never buy anything Paisley. Too too busy, too busy for me. Yeah, I think. I mean, if I had to have any color, obviously shell pink um, is is the color. I always think shell pink looks cool when it's relicked. Um, yeah. It's that gray that happens to shell pink when it's relicked that I really like. Yeah, I think the coolest guitar that I have I ever I ever ordered was the black over pink. Um, the black over pink Strat. But I think Guitar Guitar in the UK at some point had, or may still have, a black over purple Paisley Strat. Wow. Is that something they had? Did I make it? Did I dream of this guitar? (laughs) Um, No, because interestingly, there must have been a lot of... Stephen Stern must have finally delivered a bunch of master built into the UK because Guitar Guitar have also got a master built white falcon uh in fact and then yeah they've got two they've got two um custom shop white falcons they've also had delivery of their three pickup pink penguin that extra pickup is going to cost you an extra 1500 (laughs) pounds um yes they have a master built black over purple paisley and i think the purple paisley looks very cool Indeed. Um, I don't know how to describe this, but it sort of looks like the purple uh, the purple suite that you would get in a tin of Quality Street, um, which I guess you wouldn't eat because <laughs> you're vegan. <laughs> but but uh, for anyone else who is British and loves Christmas and remembers or still gets Quality Street, next time you look at the purple suite, think of a nice purple guitar with a black finish. Um there you oh, go. There it is. There I, and it is. now all I'm getting, Joe, on my on my reverb listings is pink strats, <laughs> which good. is no bad thing. No, which yeah, is that's no good. That's good. Thing. You need more strats, Matt. So uh, a pink I strat do. is, uh, is I definitely do. the solution. I do. I, um, I Do you know what? Sort of a tangent, I guess, in some ways. But 
I would be really tempted. I miss custom ordering guitars, and I would be really tempted if I was going to do a custom shop to custom order one. But to be honest, there's just so many out there, like secondhand even, that yeah. are just in great, great, you know, great range of different guitars. Um, there's just there's just a lot of cool secondhand stuff out there at the moment. A lot of cool secondhand stuff. It's a good time for secondhand gear, that's that's for sure. It really, it really is. It really, really is. So, uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows what will come next, Joe? <laughs> Lots of Gibsons for me is what will come next. Anyway, we said uh, we said we're going to do some pedals. So let's uh, let's talk about the news of the week because there've been a bunch of cool pedal releases. Um, Matt, you can you can kick us off. Uh, what should we talk about? PRS Victory, or do you want to talk about the digital delay thing? Well, why don't we? Why don't we start with PRS? Um, because I think this, this was, a, was a, yeah, I think this was a, I mean, they're all big, but I think what's interesting is this is definitely a launch that no one kind of expected, I guess. No. Um, you know, ultimately PRS doing pedals was probably inevitable. Um, if you are a fan of PRS guitars or a fan of Paul Reed Smith, they have a YouTube channel and they, you know, and Paul's on there and Paul's got a, bunch of great gear i mean he's a guitar enthusiast he's a recording enthusiast they've got a bunch of great stuff he's got his own studios quite often talking about some of the mics and a lot of the cool um and expensive and hard to get gear on there and i think these pedals you know i must admit when i saw them the other day i was like hmm really and now i'm looking at them and i'm actually like actually they look I actually think they look really classy. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Something about the design. You know, they've kind of got these black and white wavy lines and, you know, the wording's in this nice sort of like yellow, orangey yellow and kind of the controls stand out quite nicely. Um, it's, it's definitely, but, I will say they, they have managed to make these look unique in a mm. in a crowded effects pedal time. It's certainly not what I expected PRS to put out when it comes no. to pedals. The look is so un-PRS. I, and I, but dear listener, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I'm just saying it's not at all what I expected. I think they're just very, they're very premium looking, which is yes, which kind is of PRS, I guess. which is very PRS and just exactly what you need. And I, you know, and I, I think the great thing is watching a few of these demos. Um, there's uh, there's things I like. And there's things I don't like. And first of all, the thing that I don't like... Uh, so they've done three pedals in the range. They've got a transparent overdrive, an optical compressor, and a dual analogue flanger, which are three very weird pedals to Do launch think- at once. I- okay, so very, very... Okay, quickly, I don't mean to cut you off. My take on this is that they are exactly the pedals that I expect PRS to do. And in fact, they've managed to make their pedals exactly like how I think of PRS. I hate the look, but undeniably, the sound and the build quality of PRS guitars, you know, and with the the effects the same, is fantastic. It's kind of like someone who, what I think of PRS is someone absolutely vulgar and tasteless, visually has made something that sounds and feels fantastic that's that's kind of that, that's what i think about them. i hate the look of the guitars but essentially they are like premium gibson-y style guitars it's that sort of thing they're rock and roll machines and with the effects pedals it's the same thing i hate this weird super modern look but they've made a clon 
They've made an LA-2A compressor. And then what could be more vintage cool than a flanger? You know, it's... It's it, yeah. You know, I, those I are, guess those it's, are recording it's, studio effects. They're vintage infused, but put in modern housings, which is exactly what PRS are as a brand. Mm, I, yeah, I just think the flanger was the uh, the odd sheep. Okay, um, it was a hard sell, for, even for me when I was <laughs> saying it. <laughs> it is a weird one, but you know. So, so I guess yeah, we've got we've got a transparent overdrive. We have a um optical compressor and a dual analog through flanger and the thing that i don't like i'm just going to put it out there i think you know and sorry paul i hope sometime we get to meet maybe you'll even want to come on the podcast one day but the names are terrible <laughs> i just so they just and I, I get it. Naming a pedal, believe me, naming a pedal is not easy. Um, well, yeah, boss really looked like they struggle. <laughs> yeah, you know, octave, fuzz. Um, well, you know, we took all the good ones. It's like whoever got um, milk.com, you know, he's living the dream. He's got milk.com. You know, you can't call it overdrive. You know, we've already got that. Sorry, on. mate. Uh, I think milk.com is, is only is still for sale and it's the guy still, still wants a billion dollars um yeah. now oh you know for people who are listening to this have already seen the launch and have already looked at it probably much smarter than me when i said horse meat that is the worst name for a guitar pedal ever horse horse meat horse meat just let that sink in and then i realized because it was like transparent overdrive. I'm like, oh, it's obviously a clon style thing. You only have to say transparent overdrive to realize <laughs> it's a clon style pedal. And then I suddenly went, oh, is it horse meat because of clon, centaur, horse meat? Um, I just think it's, you know, personally, not a fan of the name. Sound wise, you know, it's pretty good. You know, I think for me, you know, there's a lot of other pedals that do a similar thing. I guess where this. Um, stands apart is the fact that you've got that kind of basic circuit, that sort of really nice germanium diode-driven transparent overdrive, you know, enhance your guitar tone without colouring it. Um, but you can boost both low and high frequencies independently, and we were talking about, you know, having that frequency control when we were talking about the KMA earlier. Um, but they've also kind of given it a bit more headroom so, you know, you can use it to push an amp. You can use it almost, you know, like a big open clean boost. You know, you could even use this as a make gooder, albeit an expensive make gooder. Uh, it's um, 279. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess that's probably about right, isn't it? <laughs> Actually, maybe considering what else is coming out. Um, I So the next one, the optical compressor, the Mary Cries. Um, and I get it, you know, it's a bit of a Jimi Hendrix reference and, you know, Paul Reed Smith loves Jimi Hendrix and they had the PRS uh, HDX 100, which was based on his exact amp, which they tore apart. But Mary Cries doesn't exactly scream compressor. Um, but hey, that's fine. So the... Um, so far, I would say these names reek of old boomer man names pedals. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, you would just go, I like Jimi Hendrix, and I'm going to name this pedal after Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Um, I think what's kind of cool is this one is an optical compressor based on LA-2A 
um, compressor, which is like a legendary studio, hand-wired studio compressor. Um, and obviously designed to kind of, you basically slam your whole mix and everything and every instrument always through these LA-2As. They're considered like the ultimate in outboard gear. And you've just got two controls. You've got a compression control and an output gain control. And I like that. I like the fact that I could probably leave this on all the time and you just kind of put it almost, you'd put it at the end of your chain. It'd sort of just be like set and forget. Um, so I kind of like that. And actually, I really like the sound of this one as a like a thickener, as like a bit of tone magic. Yeah, I think this um, one's great, to be honest. Really good, simple. Yeah, I love that it's just the compression amount and the output gain. I love a simple compressor. The LA-2A yeah. is a wonderful sounding device. And I think the Mary Cries is a fantastic example of that. Yeah, and then um, and then we move from that finally into um, Wind Through the Trees. Wind Through the, the Trees. Uh, wind Through the... Yeah, sounds like a great metal band. Wind Through the Trees. <laughs> um, which is a dual analog through... Uh, a dual analog flanger. It's not a three flanger. Uh, I've just made that up because it says wind through the trees. Um, and apparently made because Paul Reed Smith absolutely loves flanger pedals and a vintage Electra 605 flanger pedal being his personal favourite. Um, so effectively, this is two flangers in one box uh, with basically the same controls for each manual depth and rate. You can then mix between the two LFOs and then you have a common uh, regeneration control, a wet-dry control, and an added highs control. Um, so, yeah, kind of kind of cool. I think it's... And I, I saw someone comment on this, and, and I kind of agree. You know, PRS, very simple, plug on your pedal board, probably mono in, you know, and away you go in the studio. But I sort of feel with two... A dual flange, you would have thought stereo out. I would yeah. have thought maybe yeah. stereo out. Yeah, that's definitely a weird one. I would say the um, the switching on these is the thing that sits at odds with all of the pedals. Um, in so when when they've made things that are so modern in appearance, uh, it's it's odd to make them so simple in uh, plumbing. Mm. Mm. But um, yeah, overall, a kind of unexpected release. I think a cool release. I think time will tell to see how well they do and how many boards they pop up on. But yeah, if I had to pick one, I would. I'd probably go for the optical compressor. Me too. Um, Me too. I, I kind of like the idea of that as a as an always on and a bit different to the kind of EP boosts you know that we've had before. A good make gooder. I feel absolutely. Absolutely. So outside of PRS, another company that have uh, put out an, uh, a, uh, a somewhat unexpected and very exciting release, because this has been going on for some time, as I know from Adrian Thorpe, a, a good couple of years. Uh, but Victory have teamed up with Thorpe EFX um, to release for overdrive pedals, essentially, Simple effects based on each of their amplifiers, the Crack and the Duchess, the Copper, the Jack and the Sheriff. These are the V1 series. Of course, they had the V4 series, which I banged on about a few weeks ago because I picked up a Victory Duchess V4, which is their Valve front end digital power stage uh, sort of effects pedal, you know, you know so, uh, pedal board amplifier. I mean, it's a big old box, but it's, you know, it's got valves mm. in it and stuff. And that's that's kind of their desktop stroke fly rig 
amp head version where they've gone here's our cool valve amp let's make the power stage digital and try and emulate all of that stuff whilst giving you two notes options for cab sims and all that all of that stuff which is lovely and they've gone in the other direction of of that now which is simply making a preamp basically they're overdrives but what they are is the characters the character of those what, what were big valve amps then in the v4 series were valve preamp digital power stage now analog effects pedals with these four units and who better to mm. go to than adrian thorpe to be like here's this thing we need you to make an effects pedal sound like that um, exactly i think um you know, ultimately, with the V4 and like you were talking about, Duchess V4, you kind of build your pedal board around that. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to make everything on the floor. That's going to be my amp stage. And you might use it in four cable method, but designed to be very much an on-the-floor amp, you know, and that's a more common thing. You know, we saw Blackstar this week. We haven't really talked about it in the news, but Blackstar with their new floor-based um, pedal amplifier. We've talked about Milkman that have done it before. Um so I think, you know, ultimately, and there's a lot of people that love the Victory stuff, but also don't own a Victory amp or just have a kind of amp that's more of a clean pedal platform. And I think this is a great way to kind of add that second channel to maybe your single channel clean amp that, you know, you've got five different styles here. Effectively, as they say, the Duchess is their kind of American clean, copper being their sort of... Uh, vox style classic british the jack being their kind of um i don't want to say jack of all trades but low gain you know all the way through to high gain kind of covers all bases sheriff is very much their kind of 80s hard rock classic plexi marshall and then kraken is the is the rabia the high gain sort of um you know, real American high gain mm. sounds and a, a really nice range at a really nice price range, one nine nine. Yeah, that's one of the things because victory amps aren't cheap. I would go as far as to say that the V4s are expensive for what they are. Um, mm. You know, the, I, I've never thought of as like being price conscious as something that victory are. They're kind of very much like you either like this stuff and we'll pay for it or you don't and you won't. Um, so one nine nine for these pedals, I think, is actually a very good price. Uh, for what they are yeah. considering the pedigree of having someone like adrian thorpe design them and hopefully you know how good these are these are they've got two coming to us matt i was uh, i got to pick two oh. because they've got basically everyone jumped at them so much they've got so many out for demo at the moment that i'm gonna have to i'm doing a little bit of a revolving door with a, a couple of uh, other youtubers so i've got a duchess and a copper um coming to me uh, as well i tell you what the copper is the one that everyone apparently requested um when they sent them out to you know and that and that's the amp head that i'd like to try oh, oh yes the i most, am actually I, I am actually swapping I've, I've actually just received an email when we started recording being like uh confirming that that was totally fine but i'm swapping my duchess v4 for a copper um so oh, I'll, nice. I'll have that turn up soon so i'll definitely pass that on to you after i've had a bit of a, a go on it but i actually cool. think the copper could be a real sort of uh like i could end up plumbing this in permanently to my sort of recording solution um so I, I would love it if the pedal kind of offered me something similar like i'd love the idea mm. of just having like the copper maybe on my desktop and then run into a cab sim or something on the it, it, you know yeah you know, it, it will be very cool i i mean i'm very confident in thorpey having absolutely nailed the sound of these so we'll see yeah, I think um, 
you know, we should get him on and he can talk about it in more detail rather than us butcher his uh, <laughs> yeah. his painstaking years of years of labour. Yes, yes, exactly that. Yeah, um, uh, we we will do that. We'll have Adrian Thorpe on an episode over the next couple of weeks, dear listener. So uh, we'll, we will sort something out to get him to nice. talk about them nice. and explain them in more detail. But but yes, they're going to be very exciting. Um, you know, check out all the the absolutely massive amount of videos that have that have come out since Victory have released these pedals with Thorpey. They're going to be fantastic, Matt. We are actually running out of time on this podcast. We haven't talked Should about we, um, the thing that we were going to talk uh, about, the delay pedal thing. Why don't we do that in the Patreon? We'll start idea. off with a little bit of Patreon news. And then why don't we um, we quick fire some questions out there as well? Yes, yes, that's what we're going to do. A little bit of all of those things, dear listeners. So, um, so yes, so... Uh, um, yeah, that's what we'll do a little bit of questions and uh a little bit um um a little of bit news. of the delays yes um so uh so dear listener you can of course join us over on patreon patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds you can do that for as little as a dollar a month at the dollar tier you get this episode ad free and early five dollars gets you all our patreon episodes ten dollars gets you the lot and i'll sing you my thanks on the end of every episode join us join the facebook group um join us on instagram don't forget to go check out the kma uh instagram giveaway the chief disruptor is very very good um and you know check us out on all your other favorite social media platforms too thanks for listening you've been lovely we've been the guitar nerds farewell goodbye
Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money. 